Hey y'all, it's Johnny5 and Br'er Rabbit, and we are in the preseason of our As of Unyet Unnamed podcast. Yep, yep. And um, so we've got a few out now, um, and we are, like this time we're actually speaking to you right before we're about to launch our, our next episode. Right, I mean it's now. Right now it's, the time is now. The time is now. That is profound. The time mm-hmm. is now. And um, so we are um, giving y'all a little view into uh, a further conversation with one of those uh, hilarious comedians that we did our first episode with. His name is Johan. Amazing cat. Um, technically, he is a dreamer, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, the uh, uh, Trump's decision with DACA has very greatly impacted his life and his mental state. And so his weapon is comedy. So we want we want you to want to give you a little bit more of a glimpse into his brilliant mind and what's going on for him in his day and in this in this day and age. And meanwhile, um, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please you know let people know about it um, and subscribe. And if you have ideas on what we should call ourselves, we just might listen to those ideas. So yeah. let us know. Yeah, we're 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 theoretically hoping that like we're going to have pretty much ten episodes of the preseason, and then we're going to launch the real season with a full name and everything. So it could be your name that you, that you choose that could end up being the name and the branding of this podcast. And we are looking to crowdsource your brilliance. So thank you. Hope you enjoy, and um, we want you all to meet Johan again. Yeah. Anytime I hear debate about immigration, something I always hear is like, well, what about legal immigrants? You know, they waited their turn. Why should illegal immigrants get to cut in line? Which is a fair point, but I like to make the argument that illegal immigrants are more American than legal immigrants. Because let's put in perspective, what's more American? Fucking waiting in line? <laughs> like a commie? Just <laughs> Growling for your rations, just <laughs> or just being a badass American, going where you're not supposed to go. You're like, just, <laughs> like, there's nothing more American than taking what's not yours. Like, <laughs> isn't that why we celebrate Thanksgiving? Like, <laughs> 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 too soon. What up? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know if you know, but since we last uh, talked, I think we really are doing a podcast. You guys are doing the podcast. We're right? doing it. That double dipping episode. Oh hi! Yeah, I heard the I heard the the preview episode we did. Yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, it's it, it, as fun as I remembered it. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. You really, without you, there would have been no episode. <laughs> you know, by by crossing certain lines. Um, yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> we all had a conversation <laughs> by, that was much needed. I think. By, by taking it there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need someone to take it there, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, how you been? Good, man. Um. I mean, obviously sh- sh- shit's going down, but uh, all things considered, I I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it was. It's kind of interesting to think about that. Like you're you're so good at turning life into comedy, but life hit hard last week. Um, so I'm kind of curious what that's like on a, on a personal front. Cause I, I've seen you on Facebook. I've seen you on Twitter, like processing it and, you know, through comedy, but I'm kind of curious what, like, what does it feel like right now? Uh, you know, it's been a long time coming. Uh, there were reports coming out that I was going to get repealed like the week before I got repealed. I'm feeling kind of neutral about it. It's also cause you know, 
Trump turned to repeal it during his campaign. So it's like, it's been like close to a year of like wor- worrying about it. And you can only worry about something for like so long, you know? Right. <laughs> Before you're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I felt more bad for people in my situation who had kids. <laughs> right. I uh, I can't imagine what that's like to uh, have to worry about how you're going to support them. <laughs> yeah. Soon. But for me personally, I'm, I'm I, I feel I feel like I can figure it out one way or the other. You yeah. Know? Right now, I have DACA, which is uh, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Yeah, it's um, it, it's, it's given me access to like uh, driver's license, work permit, social security. And when Trump uh, ran for president, he campaigned on promising to repeal it on his first day of office. So I was like really scared when he won. Well, luckily for me, uh, Trump doesn't keep his promises, <laughs> uh, so I still have that. But it's, <laughs> still, it's kind of shaky ground. He hasn't promised not to. Now we really, I don't know. It's, it's still kind of scary. Like this is the first time in my life where I've ever had the thought of like, well, maybe I should lose weight, you know? Because <laughs> it just feels like at some point in the next four years, I'm gonna have to like run or like. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find yourself like planning for your future? Like, are you making Plan Bs? Are you like, all right, what would it be like to do comedy in another country? Or are you like, what's it like to do comedy under a pseudonym? Like, have you are, like, how do you pl- how do you think about something like this? Um, the the way I go think about it is like, if Congress doesn't do anything and DACA just expires, um, I you know I'm definitely not gonna go, you know hiding or anything they have all my info so it, it doesn't matter you know i think i'll, I'll keep uh maintaining a public life and also because i just don't want to go <laughs> like I, i've lived on the on the demo before and it, it sucks um yeah yeah so I, I have no intention on like you know being more low-key or anything um i think the main challenge would be like my work permit expiring i can't support myself so i imagine I don't exactly know what life after my work plan expires looks like. Um, it might be just me depending on my friends or something. I do have a good support network in LA, so I'm grateful for that. So yeah, I don't really know what the life is, looks like. I do know for sure I'll just keep doing comedy yeah. in LA because you don't need a big card to, to go on stage, you know? Right. Does it make you uh, feel like you need to get famous faster? <clears throat> um... I mean, I just feel that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt that way before. <laughs> before yeah. Trump got like, I need to get famous soon so I can make some money. Yeah, <laughs> trying to sell out as soon as I can. It is weird to like, because I'm still like casually dating. <laughs> you know, like it's weird to know that like marriage is the only thing that can save me right now. <laughs> and I'm still like, I I just don't want to define this. Like I said. <laughs> When Trump was was elected, like everybody's like, "Oh, Flowbots, like now you guys have something to write about." And I was like, "Shit, man, we had stuff to write about already." You know, <laughs> now we just like are depressed. Um, but now, you know, really, it's like we had shit to write about, but now you want to listen to us. You know, <laughs> you weren't going to listen right. to us before, but now you want some Flowbots. Um, so I think there's this relationship that people assume, like 
with art, if, if stuff is bad in your life, then you're going to make great art. And I find that sometimes it's true. It's like sometimes I'll cope with something and it does, like me going through something does make a good song. But sometimes it's like I just get immobilized and I can't be creative. Um, and I think it's different for every artist. I'm curious, like, how has this affected your creativity in the last week? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten some, some, some decent tweets out of it so far. <laughs> or, yeah, I, I definitely have, have some new stuff that I think I've, I've thought about this past week. I will say, you know, as far as the whole, you know, is this good art come from, you know, pain or whatever, uh, back recipients expected Trump to repeal it his first day of office. That was his campaign promise. Right. I think just me and all back recipients kind of went through it after he won. We went right. through like the five stages of grief <laughs> yeah. after he won because we all just expected him. We we all were like, all right, well, remember we have like two three months left before Trump repeals DACA, and so that 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 time was kind of a miserable time. I don't know if I actually got much done comedically during that period. So you know, this, this past week I've been I think I've been able to be more um, a little more detached from it and and be more creative because I've had time to process it. People people have been asking me how I feel about, you know, the election and all that. Like, oh, do you feel like the country voted against you? It's like, honestly, I just don't really think that much about the rest of the country. <laughs> like, like, I identify more as a Bay Area than an American. You know? <laughs> like, if you told me, like, you know, Johan, you can stay in this country legally, but you have to live in Fresno. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, how bad is Peru really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the economy's doing well. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think there was a lot, for me, there was just a whole lot of shock. When, you know, I think everyone was in shock and processing shock. The first thing was like realizing, like, I'm going to be called upon, you know, to like be my highest self. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't like, I don't want to go be a, some, you know, great leader. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel like, totally, I didn't totally. feel like leaders. And I remember someone saying at one point, like, okay, like we have to start asking ourselves, like, are we ready to give our lives for this? And I was like, that's an easy mm -hmm. question. Cause no, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely not. Right. Ready. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's any, uh, as long as it's okay to react how you react. I think, I think there's no wrong way to react to this. Like, cause there's, there's like a, a growing hashtag, solidarity hashtag that's like, you know, undocumented and not afraid, which I understand why that, I, I mean, I support that hashtag, you know, I understand yeah. why it exists. It's kind of like a solidarity hashtag, but I also just want to like, <laughs> I also want to let it be known, it, it's okay to be afraid. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's not, <laughs> like, if, especially if you have much, like a lot and like a lot more to lose yeah. of this, whether you have like family to support or whatever, like it's, it's I don't know, I yeah, I don't think there's any wrong way just to react about this. Is I was I, I was scared after the election. I I, uh, I started like looking for lawyers to talk to, and it was hard to like find a lawyer. Because anytime I would call a lawyer, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, come on in. It'll just be two fifty for the consultation." I'm like, "I'm not that scared of getting deported." Growing up, was that part of your like identity, or more just like a situation you were dealing with, like? Um, I mean, I, I always knew I was an immigrant, um, but I, I didn't really understand the like nuances of like what being an undocumented immigrant is yeah. or beans until until like really I was uh, until it really started affecting me when I was like out of high school. So no, like growing up, it wasn't really an identity. Yeah, like, I'm sure even most most of my friends I grew up with didn't 
think of me as, or did even know that I was undocumented. It wasn't a thing, you know. It's um So was there a moment like uh, when you were planning towards college where one of the counselors and you had a conversation or like did at what point did you realize there was gonna be this barrier after high school? Yeah, yeah. It, it was gradually I, I kinda put the pieces together but it was like clues after clues after clues that I was like, Oh well, we're not exactly it was like some sort of special situation. This isn't normal. Because I always thought it was normal for immigrants, what we were going through. But it was like, oh, there's like a new, like there's like something else that's going on. Right. The first clue was like kind of like my, my older brother wasn't able to get his driver's license. I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I was like, I see. Uh, and then that, that started affecting me, you know. I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Uh, yeah, I put it together after a while. And so what did you end up doing after high school? I just, I was kind of miserable after high school. I, I didn't really have any options. I, yeah, those were the worst times. I did what, you know, most, you know, teenagers or like early 20s. I hung out and partied and whatever, but I also just didn't, I didn't know what to do. I mean, that's part of why I went into comedy because just, there's such a lack of options. That I was like, well, I might as well try comedy. When we moved here, we moved here to San Francisco in the film industry. Uh, which, when I was growing up there, uh, was a black neighborhood. Uh, not really the case anymore, like, it's just been gentrified. And I have conflicted feelings about gentrification, because, like, obviously when it comes to my migration here to this country, I have liberal views on, on immigration. Yet, when it comes to white people moving into my old neighborhood, I'm like, we have to build a wall. Like, <laughs> And I don't know what the compromise on that is. <laughs> Let the white baby stay. <laughs> well, it was amazing to get to meet you. I really, I love your comedy, and I, it, was, it was incredibly fun to get to hang out with you. And also, I really don't think we would be doing a podcast if it wasn't for that uh, that first one. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are. You guys, I'm glad you guys are going through with it. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's just uh, let's make each other famous. <laughs> Definitely, man. All right, so that that was um, our conversation with Johan. Thank you so much for participating in this still unnamed podcast. Um, if you want to find out more about Johan, you can check links to his socials in the uh, description below. Um, also, if you want to find out more action steps as far as DACA and how you can support, um, the link will also be in the description. So, hey, thank you again, and uh, check us out next week when we come to you with more of our podcast. Thanks, y'all.